0: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Too Long, Just Listen, a podcast where I, Alex Swan, review or recap my most recent blog post over on my website of alexswan.co.uk, where you can find the full written thoughts, where I'm far more succinct, Um, but if you just want some of my more... Casual conversation, unhinged thoughts, or just in general, me chatting, uh, you're in the right place, ladies and gentlemen. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the game Norco, or N- Narco Norco? Neko? Not, Neco. Mm-hmm. Neko? Mm, that's definitely not it. Um, a town that's actually based in Louisiana, and a fantastic game that came out in 2022. Um... Now, a bit of background information, because I think it's all very important, because hopefully it's a sign of content to come, and I've actually helped myself to um, a new project of mine. Um, something I wanted to do was get more into making video game content. Um, if you've known me personally to any extent, you know that video games, and especially video game history, um, and just gaming in general, is a very core part of my person. Um, I'm incredibly fortuitous now to be actually working in the esport industry now as a full-time position, uh, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around, Um, but within that I also still want to be producing my own content, my personal content. Um, I have been still doing my League of Legends stuff and expect me to do more on my YouTube channel, which you can find it at One on YouTube. If you type in One lol or just mass one in general, you should be able to find me. Um, I will also have a link in the show notes over to that. But my new year's resolution was that I'm going to release at least one blog post on my website for the next 12 months. It's kind of a theme of um, make more content. Now I've got some other content I want to make. A lot of it is going to still be around the League of Legends scene, uh, but to expand my reach, I want to start doing more video game reviews um, and potentially even a video game talk show. Um, But till we get to that place, I wanted to start by at least um, acknowledging that I want to do video game reviews and doing a video game review only requires me to play the game, to record my gameplay, which um, you can also find on my VOD YouTube channel uh, where I've got all of my Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay. Very excited about the potential expansion. I might come back to Cyberpunk in another two to three years uh, once when I have a really, really good computer and um, maybe I'll play the new expansion because that seems like it's really cool. Uh, But I digress. Um, I said or uh, well, I rather compiled a list um, from genuinely I'm talking 10 plus years ago because uh, I made some lists of games I wanted to play all the way back when I was like 13 so we're talking about I think in the blog post I said 10 years we're, we're talking more 15 years actually um, where I go hey I really want to hold myself. So I compiled a full list um, of about just under 200 ish games um, and said, hey, I'm gonna start playing these games one way or another. Whether that's just me playing it and recording my gameplay and just posting my vod there, so I know it's still there. Um, I don't try and talk over my vods too much, unless it's obviously Twitch vods, which is a different thing in and of itself. Hopefully, eventually, I can work, I can record locally just the gameplay and then have the Twitch vod separately. That'd be really cool because then I can have the commentary, but also have a um, just a gameplay one. Um, so I was like, okay, I've compiled this list. I need to start at some point. So I believe it was December 28. I said, all right, just load up the list, hit random number generator. And Norco was the game. Now, Norco, um, as I said in my blog post, wasn't really a game that was super on my radar. Um, I think I saw it as a game on a few people's lists of games you should consider for 2022. Um, I can't herald or I can't harken back or quote anybody because I think it was just a generic uh, Google list it might have even been an AI generated list for all I know um, with the rise of AI maybe that's something I'll talk about later but we'll, we'll keep going here because it does have a little bit to do with Narco um, which is interesting uh, now that I think about it a little bit but I digress um, it was incredibly exciting to be able to dive into a game which I knew almost nothing about outside of it has this really cool artwork which um, if you haven't seen it I highly recommend just getting up your phone right now and just typing it in that um, you, you'll actually be pleasantly surprised uh, Norco is spelled N-O-R-C-O ladies and gentlemen now Norco As a game, it's it's a very, from my understanding, standard point and click uh, game Um, working in the first person perspective. um, You do not see your player character outside of a few screenshots um, for certain quick time events. Um, and otherwise, it is very much that first person, click on a screen, click on an NPC, click click, click around the screen and see what will interact with things. You are implored to explore and really learn about the world. Um, but Norco's themes throughout its story are partly what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to return home? And what is it to actually push forward, Um, what is it to be an individual, Um, and how can you as an individual still have self-expression? It it explores the idea of a cult, it's um, robots and cyborgs, Um, can you really trust those that you have known and loved for maybe over a decade? Um, Norco explores all of these topics in slightly sometimes shocking ways, but at the same time, incredibly respectful ways. Um, I'm not going to be going too deep into the story, I'm just going to be highlighting some of the themes as I've already mentioned, because I really think this is a game that you either should experience firsthand, which I would implore you to do, because let's be real, it this game is only about seven to nine hours long um, for one playthrough, and there's a lot of small things you could miss, which, hey, if you miss them, that's fine. That's your own experience of the game. Um, I found that there were small things here and there littered throughout, which maybe they're always there, but you could easily play the game without even doing it. Like, you don't have to talk to a lot of the NPCs. You could very much, from my my understanding, and I might be naive, um, that you only need to play it once through and that's your experience with it now you can go find all of my gameplay as i already mentioned but i if you want to see my gameplay go ahead but at the same time it's on xbox game pass you could sign up it's it's only a few um, pounds bucks or euros and you'll experience a pretty fantastic game um now, it doesn't have any voice acting, and for someone like me, who is dyslexic, um, yes, I know, I write, I'm trying to write and stuff, it's all it's all part of me trying to become better at making content and all of this other stuff that I'm doing. Um, but this game not having voice acting work was a struggle for me. Um, it, it was something I had to very much overcome, and... For some people that won't even be an issue for them. Um, However, a game like Norco is very good for those that potentially aren't used to reading um, as a gateway into maybe getting into more reading. I'm someone that wants to, as I'm getting older, um, get more into books. Books are something I really just didn't get super into as a child and I grew up with a mother who had books everywhere always implored me to read always wanted to push me to read whatever she she would buy me countless books of manga um, just because I showed an interest in a shared hobby um, and even as I've gotten older and I've kind of moved away from uh, like anime and manga um, I've and I've moved more into uh, like Dungeons and Dragons books and Vampire the Masquerade and kind of really getting into uh, role-playing games we can talk about the role-playing game for NASCO, um, or tabletop thing around Dungeons and Dragons another day but um, I mean outside of reading Magic the Gathering cards I, I basically only read manga. But now that I'm reading all these other books, and I'm going to start reading other books and using Audible to help me also read along, it's, Norco is a game where you, it, it's very light reading. Yes, there is a lot of text I probably got through, but I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. It's its not super heavy headed. It, it's funny at times, it's shocking at other times. It's, it's very moving um, from a lot of emotions. Um, and, and the characters that you meet, they are all so unique and different. You've got grizzled detective who's just seen literally everything in the world, it feels like. You've got um, mechanics and bar owners who have just been around forever. You've got vigilantes who just want to give a middle finger to the man. Um, you've got past f- like family friends who are... Sadly shells of their former selves and throughout all of this you as the player are kind of going through this with Kay the protagonist and it's a lot to handle. I'm not going to go more into the story because as you can tell I I think you should either play the story or you should just watch the story. Um, I don't want to spoil it here. I, I think that would be really disingenuous because it is something you have to experience. Um ideally first-hand, but I'll digress from that. What was really cool, though, um, is I thought it was really unique, the fact that um, it didn't just have point-and-click kind of adventure puzzles throughout the whole game. There were a lot of other small interactive events. Um, combat, yes, this, this game had combat, and it was done in kind of a, a rhythm, a Simon Says way, but each of the characters that ended up I ended up doing combat with, each had their own unique ways of doing combat, kind of as a representation of themselves, which was a, a really cool little mechanic. Uh, there was a top-down perspective, which almost um, harkened back to um, some of my first times ever playing video games when I was like three, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, three or four maybe, just four years old, where I played Adventure. Yes, that, that 1980s game, I want to say. I think it came out in 1980 or 1979. Ooh, God, I'm really going to be sad if I got that wrong. You want to be a video game historian to some extent, and if you can't even remember when the first adventure game came out, it's, it's not good. Um, but there were these segments, um, typically top-down, typically set in a swamp because... We're in Louisiana, Uh, no discredit to Louisiana, I'm sure it's a beautiful place, and I very much want to go there one day. Um, These top-down perspectives, um, which I, I thought was just so cool and i i wish i could kind of give more of a reason why i felt that way but it was because it more broke up the the slight monotonous feeling that is a point and click game going from panel to panel of gorgeous artwork and everything else um but it was fantastic that that's that, that there were these added things it, it didn't always feel like it was the same game um it was just evolving arguably um And something else that the game has done that I personally haven't seen in other games, but that doesn't necessarily mean other games don't do this, is rather than having kind of a journal or a notepad or something, um, there was this like almost matrix brain. Now the reason I'm using that word is because it very much felt like a a cybernetic kind of look at all of the connections you're making between people, Um, almost like a web potentially. No, yeah, scratch that matrix. It was a web of connections between all of the different uh, people that you've come across, or maybe you have memories of, or just people you hear about, um, how your mother might be connected to some people, how this random Joe blob that you've only had one conversation is still going to be connected into this little tree. um, And there would be updates for um, if you forgot something, or if you maybe had a session, then you saved, you went away, and then you came back and you're like, I can't quite remember who knows who. You can go through and Kay would actually Say you would obviously have to read um, the connections between everything, and you could go back from the very first point. But it would also get updated as the game would go on. So maybe out of date or um, incorrect information. Uh, Kay, as obviously as a as a human as a pl- and as a player, you would make those updated notes. You would remember, oh, that person isn't quite like that anymore, and that's where you're going with this. And it was something that I. I just thought it was something I haven't really seen in a video game before, using this web-esque way of memories to connect everything. Um, and, And it was... It was really useful um, between acts. I, I played the game in three sittings. I had a long... Okay, technically four sittings, um, but I count it as three because I played the game in th- uh, in three different days um, using each of the acts to help divide it. During act two, I think I took a bit of a... Like an hour or two break because I had to do some real-world life. Can you imagine? Um, but then I came back and continued playing afterwards. Um, but it was very easy to jump straight back into the game and to remember where I was. Um, and that little system was something I could always hook myself back into and go, oh yes, now I remember where I was. Um, but I haven't even gone on to the best part. As I've mentioned, the game's visuals were breathtaking, I, I adore pixel art, um, I've always liked it ever since I was kind of a teenager, um, I thought that it was really unique and I've and ever since I've gone older and I've tried to do some myself, I've I've grown even more of an appreciation uh, for the, the art form, similar to uh, my blog post on speedrunning, uh, just trying to do some speedrunning after watching speedrunning um, for countless years, um, I now have far more of an appreciation for for pixel art more than ever after trying to do some for myself in my master's degree. It was, there's just so much depth in addition and the fact that some of these pieces of artwork also have additions or subtractions depending on where you are in the game. God, I, I just wish this uh, this team, uh, Geography of Robots, um, in their future games can uh, potentially have a bit more support uh, budget-wise um, so they can definitely add because some of the best moments of the game were these short snippet interactions which sometimes felt like they had almost no impact more than just that little sequence that it was. But that's what I love about video games you can have these small little interactions which mean almost maybe nothing but they might and you don't know as a player and 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 in other mediums you you don't have this and this is something that Noko does incredibly well because this is a video game and it, and it, and it appreciates that it is a video game in so many of its mechanics and its storytelling um the mini-games, the puzzles that you have to figure out, everything is so linked to one another. But the final aspect is really the music and honestly I think the music is maybe maybe its weakest part just because of how phenomenal the rest of the game is. But I would argue the reason I think the music is maybe It's okay to good is because the sound effects were just so fucking great, and 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 they were. Um, The sound effects just added a layer of depth, which you, you didn't need. You you didn't have to have it, but it adds that extra layer where it takes it from maybe like for some people, oh yeah, no, this game is immersive. To you feel like you want to stay up and play this game more. And if it wasn't for the act structure, there was a non-zero chance I might have played this game in one sitting, which arguably I might have not appreciated it as much if I didn't get multiple sittings Um, because I got to go away from the game, sit down with it and and really go, wow, really kind of take in that last hour and a half, two hours, three hours, um, because each act takes about, well, act one took me an hour and a half, act two took me about three and a half hours, and then act three took me about two hours-ish. Um, and I'm rounding up and rounding down a little bit for the sake of um, the, the statement, but you could very much just, if you play it all in one go and you don't, and you just click through the act thing and you don't save and you just keep, keep going, I don't know if I'd have the same appreciation I do now, but I really appreciate that that is something that the medium allows. Um, because I was able to sit with my thoughts and really soak it in. And I loved it more because of that. Now, I don't think that's going to be for everyone. Some people, you could easy, you could very easily play this game um, over a weekend, and that's what I recommend in my blog. Um, if you've got seven to nine hours, I think this is a fantastic one. You could play it in a day. Um, and I think some people would get so much out of playing it in one sitting. Um, I just, for me, I wanted to divide my time up a little bit. To tie everything else up, um, this is a game that if I'm going to put it on a scale of should you only play an hour of it to drop everything and play it now um i don't think it's a drop it and play it now i don't think it's a game of the year but i think if this is where a studio is starting out as a first game and clearly it's a passion and love project because the i believe the creator comes from uh the fiction the actual town in louisiana um or at least Spent a decent portion of their life there, there's artwork on their website from the area, there's inspiration, you can see so much of where the art was inspired and kind of the narrative direction. Uh, There's a quick excerpt on the Wikipedia saying that this game was uh, a creative project that kind of evolved into what the final product was. it it really does make you appreciate where everything was. So I would be like heavily recommend this game, assuming you do like point and click games, um, and assuming you're you're open to going into a game that is that is not going to be super happy. This is a game that's that is going to kind of make you feel things where you're like, oh, fuck. There are twists, there are turns, and that's life. And I think that's the ultimate thing that I took away from this game. That's life. It's not always happy. There are good parts, there are bad parts. Um, and if you can make it to that ending sequence, by God, it's a lot to take in. It is heavy. There is a lot of um, iconography um, and and just more meaning. But if if you want to just take it at face value, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I think that is the, the beauty of a game like this, that there is so much depth for interpretation and that each person will walk away with their own thoughts. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and uh well just for listening not watching don't i don't do video versions of these um if you would like to support me let me know how what you thought about this I'm- potentially going to consider opening up some more stuff over the coming months um, for me to receive some monetary support for those that um, if you're out there you like my content i really appreciate that um but at this moment in time give me a follow over on my twitter account i've got two accounts now i have my handle at alex swan um yes to link into my website and everything. i was very fortunate to get that uh handle on twitter um so if you want to give me a follow over there uh for my just standard thoughts on all things everything you can also find my alternative alternative account, which is more my more um 2 a.m. thoughts is how I'm kind of pitching it. Um that's AtMAS one. I have also kept that handle. But with that said, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all very, very soon. Ja ne.